A few years ago, I had my first opportunity to work with some co-workers in volunteering for a local special needs school. The school had conducted a massive survey with a lot of different stakeholders, but they were so busy and short-staffed they didn't have the opportunity to really analyze the survey and present it to the leadership team. I and a few of my co-workers worked together to analyze that uh, complicated survey over a period of a month or two and put it together into a PowerPoint and then eventually shared those findings and specific recommendations with the leaders of that school about what they should do for their strategy and how they could reach their target customers. I came away from that project excited and feeling great. I was energized for my job and had a greater awareness of how marketing and insights can do good. This whole process is called skills-based volunteering. It's essentially when a team of corporate employees works to help a nonprofit solve a complex problem. And according to the Stanford Social Innovation Review, about 50% of companies in the United States currently have skills-based volunteering work. This episode today is the first of three parts where we will talk about skills-based volunteering. Today, we'll hear specifically from a nonprofit that helps folks get into skills-based volunteering and work specifically with six partner companies. In this episode, I'll also talk about the five benefits of volunteering your time and skills for marketing and research. And today, I'll talk about the four ways that you can get involved. This is Digging for Insights, the marketing research podcast for insights professionals and businesses looking to deeply understand their customers so they can grow. I'm Stephen Griffiths, a Fortune 500 corporate researcher. Join me as we talk with experts about inspiring case studies, career advice, and research methods that will lead to growth. Claire is a senior volunteer operations associate with Partners in Food Solutions. A graduate of the University of St. Thomas, where she received a business degree with an emphasis on leadership, management, and communication. Claire studied in both London and South Africa, experiences that sparked her love for international business and development. Claire is also very inspired by volunteerism, the impact you can have by donating your time. Claire, welcome to the program. Hi, Stephen. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, pleasure to have you on the podcast as well. Could we start off by talking a little bit about Partners in Food Solutions and how that came to be? I would be happy to. So Partners in Food Solutions is a independent nonprofit organization. We're based in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Um, our work is to strengthen food security, improve nutrition, and increase economic development across Africa um, by expanding the competitiveness of food processing specifically. So we do that by linking corporate corporate volunteers um, from our six corporate partners with promising entrepreneurs in 10 countries across Africa. So those corporate volunteers are remotely sharing their knowledge and expertise doing technical and business development projects with food processors. Very cool. And I know I first heard about this when I came to General Mills and I had a coworker who was like working on a project in Africa. I was like, wow, that sounds really cool. <laughs> I wanted to maybe follow up on that. You know, this is an impressive organization. Could you talk about how it started? Absolutely. I'd be happy to share our origin story. So back in 2008, Ken Powell was the newly appointed CEO of General Mills, um, and he was attending his first World Economic Forum. And there he met Kofi Annan, who was the outgoing secretary general at that time. And Kofi Annan challenged Ken Powell General Mills is a global company um, with a footprint all around the world. And what are you, 
what is your organization doing about food security across Africa? Um, and Ken Powell is a really unique leader in that he actually wa- was wired to think about this challenge. And so he went back to the Twin Cities and assembled a group of R&D leaders and challenged them, you know, how can we use General Mills's, um, leverage General Mills' strengths and resources uh, to help address this problem? And so one of these R&D leaders was at a food packing event, um, and he looked around the room and thought, you know, this is really valuable work we're doing here. And also, I see so much expertise in this room. There's a global leader of food safety and quality here. We have multiple PhDs in food science. So how can we leverage this knowledge um, and use that um, as the way to make an impact on this issue? And so that's how the idea of remote knowledge sharing was born. Um, And actually, the first project that PFS ever did was literally on the back of a napkin, um, drawing a plant layout for a company based in Zambia called Kamako, uh, which we still work with today. Wow, that is so cool. And what a great way to to give back. Um, So you know, from that origin story, it sounds like General Mills um, sort of kicked it off, um, helping create PFS back then. How has it evolved uh, today? Yeah, definitely. So um, that went on uh, for a few years. And then in 2011, General Mills recognized that, you know, this is the kind of thing that's definitely bigger than us. And so we spun it off into the nonprofit we are now. Uh, We've brought on some additional partners um, to help expand our work. So we have six corporate partners these days. That includes General Mills, Cargill, DSM, Bueller, the Hershey Company, and Ardent Mills. We also have partners on the ground. Um, For example, Technoserve is one of our implementing partners who actually works in and across Africa with the businesses one-on-one. And I can describe a little bit how that model works kind of later down the line. Um, But since 2008, when we all started working together, um, we have over 1,100 registered volunteers. We've done 700 plus projects with over 340 companies. um, And those companies collectively employ over 2,000 people, sorry, 20,000 people, and have 1.3 million smallholder farmers in their supply chains. So that just kind of gives you a sense of the the scope of the impact that we've had since um, since we started. Well, that's wonderful to hear. You know, it's an opportunity for people not just to, um, you know, get some experiences with the work that they already have, but really make a big difference. And that's impressive with, you know, reaching that many companies and, and that many um, small farmers that are associated with those groups. I'm curious, you mentioned this is an opportunity where you pair you know, experts from these uh, six companies with um, other companies in Africa. What are the different roles that you're recruiting for? And what does that process look like if someone who's listening to this podcast might want to eventually become involved in something like this? Absolutely. Yeah. So um, here at PFS, um, we place volunteers from our six corporate partners on technical and business related projects. And so we are looking for experts um, with a variety of skill sets. Um, and there's a couple different roles that we have that um, that you could serve in. So we have a role called a project volunteer. Um, this is someone who is a subject matter expert who kind of digs in on the actual problem and, and shares their expertise and recommendations on how to address those. Uh, We also have a role called a client lead. This is someone who works with one company across up to three projects at one time. And they're kind of coordinating the project management and communications with one client. And so um, they're typically serving for about two hours per week. Um, And someone who loves this role is, you know, really good at um, communication and coordination and or wants to develop those skills um, and, and loves to work with people on those 
those projects. So um, I'd love to kind of tell you an example of, of what one of these projects looks like. And I think that would make it kind of, um, you know, come to life. So that would be great. We're working with a company called um, Shambani Milk. They're based in Tanzania. So Shambani Milk aggregates um, dairy from 250 smallholder farmers, and then they process it into milk and flavored yogurt. So they came to PFS um, looking for some help on developing marketing strategy and marketing planning um, and figuring out how they can reach bottom of the wealth pyramid consumers in their country. Um, So PFS got together, assembled a team of volunteers uh, from General Mills, DSM, and Cargill. These volunteers collectively over the phone remotely um, designed a market survey in partnership with Shambani Milk. They also advised on analyzing the consumer profiles, uh, their, each of their product lines, and helped the company set targets to match each of their products to those consumer profiles. So that was all done, again, remotely. And they told us at the end of the um, project debrief that they had already started developing their social media messaging, branded goods to build awareness, and they budgeted next year for continued marketing activities. So that just kind of gives you a sense of those project volunteers sharing their expertise on those market surveys, analysis. Uh, We also had a client lead involved to help coordinate all of that. So volunteers really are the core of how our work gets done. And on that team as well, we had some support staff from the field, uh, members of staff from PFS. Um, So there's support on these projects to help them move along. And the volunteers are really the heart of it. Well, what a great opportunity to do that. You mentioned before, that sounds like the coordinators are working two hours a week. What does a typical subject matter expert, uh, how much time do they typically invest? Yeah, thanks for asking. A project volunteer typically works about one hour per week. Projects are usually six to nine months, just depending on the scope. Uh, And that looks like biweekly calls, doing research, sending recommendations. Um, So that's typically what the subject matter experts are, are doing. That makes sense. You know, a lot of people that are listening to this podcast don't have a lot of time. Sometimes the reason people listen to podcasts is because they don't have time to, you know, sit leisurely and read a magazine or a book somewhere that they're on the go doing something. So could you talk a little bit about why um, listeners or others should uh, volunteer for things like this? What are the benefits that people have gotten from doing volunteer work with PFS? Absolutely. I mean, now more than ever, people are looking for opportunities to connect and make an impact. Uh, and PFS is a really great way to do that, especially given our remote model. So we find that uh, volunteers who work with PFS um, not only enjoy the experience of having some sort of impact on the global food industry, they also get a lot of professional development benefits out of it as well. So they are growing their skills, working in virtual teams, uh, working on cross-cultural teams, problem-solving in resource-constrained environments. So it's just a little way for them to use their skills and kind of get out of their comfort zone of working in, you know, a Fortune 500 company. A lot of the problems that our clients are facing are similar to ones that a company like General Mills faces on a day-to-day basis, but at a different scale. And so uh, volunteers can, you know, develop their skills um, by being a little bit creative and flexible working on our projects. 
We also hear that volunteers from PFS um, gain market insights. So 62% of volunteers last year said that they see business potential for their company across Africa. So PFS is a great opportunity for our volunteers to network in the global food industry, build relationships with potential for things like sustainable sourcing. So that's another really great opportunity for our volunteers. Now, I did mention that only employees from our six corporate partners are uh, eligible to volunteer with PFS. And so I did want to mention that skills-based volunteering is becoming more and more popular. I think it's really gaining traction with large companies, medium-sized companies. I also think that companies really care about what their employees care about. And so um, even if you don't work for one of our six corporate partners, there may be an opportunity for you to do skills-based volunteering in your company or even propose the skills-based volunteering project for your company. Wow, that's great. Do you have any specific examples of those who might not work at those six partner companies and what they could do to potentially get involved? Definitely. So if there's nothing available at your company, um, you can still share your expertise. There are really great national organizations like Taproot Foundation or Catch a Fire. Uh, these are organizations that are making connections with nonprofit or you know mission-based organizations uh, that allow the general public to get involved um, based on some sort of need for that organization. Um, if you live in the Midwest, Pollen Midwest is another really good one. So you can take a look at some of those organizations or just Google skills-based volunteering near me, and I'm sure you'll find something. That's great to hear. I appreciate those specific suggestions. We do have a show notes page that's at diggingforinsights.com, and we'll make sure that the companies that you just mentioned will be posted on there so that people can find links if they're not able to find them otherwise. You know, I love the point that you made earlier about the benefits of volunteering. I've always been a fan of volunteering for quite a while. I remember I volunteered during my MBA program, and it was a great way to learn about companies and other organizations and how they do research and marketing. And even recently, more recently at General Mills, um, there's a separate volunteer program outside of PFS. And I had the opportunity to help a uh, special needs school um, help with some of their market research needs. And it just feels good. And it's a chance to connect with people that you don't otherwise get to connect to. So that's amazing. Just want to second um, how fun this kind of stuff is. And that's one of the reasons I wanted to have you guys um, on the podcast. Are there any final thoughts that you want to leave with our listeners today, maybe about skills-based volunteering or about any insights that you've had along the way? My biggest takeaway from working with PFS is that people really underestimate the value of their knowledge. And I think that there are lots of ways that that people can get involved, um, whether it is packing meals for organizations, um, whether it's sharing your expertise through remote knowledge sharing. Um, definitely volunteerism is, is a really great way to give back. And there are more ways now uh, to do that than there ever have been before. My guest today has been Claire Healy, who works with Partners in Food Solutions. Thank you so much, Claire, for joining us on the podcast today. I really appreciate it, Stephen. And that concludes my interview with Claire Healy. I loved hearing her perspective about the different benefits of volunteerism and the opportunity that many people have in contributing to different nonprofits. I'd love to spend a few minutes and simply talk about, first, Skills-Based Volunteering 101, then I'll talk about the five benefits of skills-based volunteering. And finally, I'll talk about four ways to specifically get involved. First, there is a great article from the Stanford Social Innovation Review that specifically talks about skills-based volunteering. It 
clarifies that there's two main ways to volunteer. The first is sort of a skilled day of service. So for instance, Charles Schwab, the uh, well-known financial institution, has a single day where hundreds of employees uh, partner and help 75 different nonprofits over a five-hour period. It's sort of a power hour to a power day to really make a big difference. A second way of helping is through project-based work, and that can last from six weeks to many months, as uh, Claire talked about earlier, and that's where a lot of uh, skills-based volunteering happens today. Moving on to the main benefits, as I've mentioned, I've had opportunities to do skills-based volunteering and found it really rewarding. In particular, I'd say there's five benefits that employees can have from participating. First, I think it's that emotional benefit of knowing that you're making a difference. It's contributing to something that um, is beyond yourself and ultimately leads to greater good. The second reason is it allows you to have broader curiosity and interest in your field. I know I had the opportunity to go and present um, some marketing principles to a group of uh, charter schools that were trying to figure out how to market their programs to prospective students and just understanding the challenges they were facing and how some of the marketing principles that I had learned about could make a difference helped get me more excited and more interested in marketing in general. Third benefit I'd say is leadership and the ability to develop new skills especially for junior or mid-level uh, researchers and marketers, the opportunity to work with senior leaders at nonprofits and other organizations can develop uh, skills in leadership, in project management, and in working on strategy that you might not have the opportunity to do in your current day job. I know one friend who was able to leverage his uh, project that he worked on in volunteering to ultimately use on his resume and talk about it in interviews, allowing him to have the skills that he needed that he didn't have from his previous work experience. The fourth benefit is a deeper and broader knowledge that can help on your job. I think the more that you get involved and look at different angles of how to use your technical skills, uh, the better able you're, uh, you are to bring that back to work and make a difference and be a more engaged employee and have better results. The fifth benefit is about developing connections. You know, when you first join a company, you might not know a lot of people. Getting involved in volunteering is a great way to learn about um, folks within your own company who have similar skills and interests as you are, as well as obviously connect to those outside your company as well. So I just covered the five benefits of skills-based volunteering, and I'd like to uh, finish off by talking about what are the ways that we can get involved. And I'd say there's four main ones. The uh, first is, as we talked about with PFS or Partners in Food Solutions, it's a great organization if you are one of the six companies that partners with them. So a part of General Mills, Cargill, DSM, Bueller, Hershey, or Ardent Mills, then I strongly recommend you reaching out to those within your company to learn more about the program and get involved. Uh, the second are those who uh, maybe you're not one of those six partner companies, but you still work at a company. See if there's already some skills-based volunteering opportunities already available. As we learned from uh, the Stanford Social Innovation Review article that I mentioned earlier, about 50%, if not more, companies already have skills-based volunteering in place. And so by reaching out, you there's a good chance that there's already something that you can contribute to. I'd say the third for folks who maybe your company isn't currently involved in skills-based volunteering, you can uh, help your company find someone to do skills-based volunteering with. 
this can be a great opportunity to get to know people in your company and really make a difference. And there's a lot of really strong business reasons why that makes sense for a company. And I'd say um, if you want more context there, you can uh, Google the article, The Promise of Skills-Based Volunteering. And this is the article from the Stanford Social Innovation Review that I mentioned earlier. Very well done, lots of details, and a lot of um, context that you could use to build a business case for why your company should be more engaged in um, skills-based volunteering. And I'd say the fourth way to get involved. So if you're not a member of PFS, um, you don't, your company already doesn't have something in place. Um, you're maybe talk to people and getting something started at a company level maybe isn't feasible. The fourth one is you can get involved as an individual. So there's a website called catchafire.org. So catch, C-A-T-C-H-A-F-I-R-E.org. And this is an organization that actually pairs professionals with nonprofits. So you literally fill out a profile, go onto the website, and literally look at the different projects that are open and talk to them about and put in your application for which ones you want to get involved in. And it's just a great way to give back. And even if you're a job seeker, maybe you don't have a job right now during this COVID uh, crazy crisis, um, you can still get involved. And as an individual, uh, contribute maybe an hour or two every week or however much you feel is uh, worth it for you. Uh, but that's a way to give involved, to give back. And the emotional um, and mental health benefits of giving back, as well as the skills that you can develop in doing so, are definitely well worth the investment. If you are listening to this podcast on Apple Tunes, I, and if you found this podcast helpful. I would encourage you to pass the word on to your friends and colleagues who might benefit from this idea of skills-based volunteering. And as always, please feel free to leave a review on Apple Podcasts so that others can find this episode in the future. If you have any questions um, or want to reach out to Claire or reference some of the resources we've talked about in the episode today, you can get all of those at the show notes page on diggingforinsights.com. Until next time, I'm wishing you the best as you dig for insights that will grow your career and your business.